raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ on a Panthers game day. Are we excited? We got Walker Mill with me, Josh Fitty Marlowe. I mean, it's, it's still going to be intriguing. And I'm, I think that's the solace that you take in these type of games when you have a number one overall pick is that even if you're bad, you still get to tune in and see the progress. At least for me, that's what I enjoy the most. I would just love to see a fun football game. I, I know this is a, a three and fourteen combined record on Thursday night football. It's the exact opposite recipe for a fun football game. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping against all odds that we get a nice product tonight. That's why I say fans like offense more than defense, man. Because if a team is losing, but they're losing shootouts, fans are here for it. But anyway, time to talk college football, and that means it's time to go to the campus. Kona. All right, folks. Some big college football games this weekend, but going over to ACC land, Clemson, Georgia Tech. We know Clemson got the big upset over Notre Dame this past weekend, but they got Georgia Tech coming in. We talked about this with my man Haynes King, one of two quarterbacks in college football with 2,300 yards, uh, 500 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns. I mean, this kid has been doing it all, and Clemson has been owning the Yellow Jackets as of late. Clemson trails in the overall series, but they've won eight in a row. Clemson's trying to get bowl eligible, so this is a ginormous game for them because a bowl selection would mark their 19th consecutive year going to a bowl game. They've been bowl eligible for 24 consecutive seasons. Last time Clemson did not appear in a bowl game came in 2004 when the program was 6-5 and and opted out of going to a bowl game. And so for Georgia Tech, following wins over Carolina and Virginia, they are above 500 at this point in the season. Later, hold on, it's Georgia Tech is above 500 overall at a point later than one game into the season for the first time since 2018. So the Yellow Jackets are out there trying to make a statement as well to set a new school record for consecutive ACC road wins. Georgia Tech's going to have to snap that losing streak versus Clemson. So this is a big-time game for them should the Tigers be on upset alert, I guess we could call it at this point, or do we consider it an upset if Georgia Tech beats them either way at home should Clemson be very leery of the Yellow Jackets? It doesn't feel like a big old upset to me if Georgia Tech is able to knock off Clemson. I know the Tigers just got a big win against Notre Dame. I called the Fighting Irish winning. I was wrong on that. I didn't think their defense would allow as many points as they did to the Clemson Tigers. But man, they just let Phil Moffat tote that thing the whole time. And that was how they produced on offense. It wasn't even really Cade Klubnick. We know what Sam Hartman does in the big games. That's been his MO the last couple of years. You and Fiddy have called it a bunch of times. And you've been right. The predictions have been right anytime Sam Hartman has a big old game. So I think with Haynes King being so good and him being number three on Wes's ACC QB power rankings, I think they're going to be able to put up some points. That means how much do you trust Cade Klubnick 
to match or even get close to what King is able to do. I just don't have a lot of faith. Maybe I'm wrong on this again, the second straight week. But yeah, I do think Georgia Tech's going to win this game. And it doesn't feel like a big old upset based off what Clemson has done so far. What say you, Wes? Yeah, I think that this is going to be an intriguing game. And if I had to call it today, man, I think Georgia Tech's got what it takes to go in there and get this thing done because I feel like Clemson won an emotional game against uh, Notre Dame where you could tell from the beginning of that game, and I did that game for the ACC Digital Network. You can check out the highlights and highlights everything else ACC-related. But Clemson looked like from the start of this football game that they were ready to go, and they looked emotionally invested as emotionally invested as I've seen them all season and I felt like Dabo's fury kind of rubbed off on the team and they came out to play well and I don't know if they're going to be able to get up that type of energy again for a Georgia Tech team that's going to come in and they're going to be humming they are tired of losing to Clemson Haynes King playing really great football so I think this is going to be one of the more underrated games of this weekend but then when we go look at this Clemson offense you talked about Phil Maffa and some Clemson fans have been saying that he should be the guy over hometown product Will Shipley. In this game, Moffa's going to try to become the first Clemson player to rush for 100 yards in back-to-back games since Will Shipley did it against Florida State and Syracuse in 2022. And he's trying to be the first player to rush for 150-plus yards in consecutive games since Travis Etienne did it against South Carolina and Pitt in 2018. And when you go look at this Clemson football team, and you look at the statistics, Moffa's the team's leading rusher. Now, we know that Shipley has played one less game, but that average, 5.7 to 4.6, he's got eight touchdowns. Granted, he scored a bunch of them against Notre Dame to Shipley's three. Do we think that Shipley should be the guy down in Tigerland and not? Or do we think that Moffa should be the guy in Tigerland and not Will Shipley? I, I think you should use both of them pretty equally. I, I think Will Shipley is more dynamic and that deserves a spot and that deserves a lot of touches in this offense because it's not like Phil Maffa is going to be the receiver that Will Shipley is. And so I think that matters, especially in a creative Garrett Riley offense. You can be creative cooking up runs for Phil Maffa, but only so much. It's not like it's Kyle Shanahan down there with the Tigers running that offense. And so you're going to need Will Shipley coming out of the backfield, lining him up in the slot, using him and his athleticism, unlike what Maffa has, who was a bowling ball. And sometimes you need to win ugly like that but I think both of these guys deserve a spot if you'll remember Wes we talked about it at the beginning of the season I didn't think there was a shot for Will Shipley to get to New York City because Phil Moffa was somebody that was good enough to take away some of the snaps and that's what should be happening I don't think Phil Moffa should be taking so much of the snaps away from Shipley to the point where he's an afterthought uh Finney what do you think because you and I were both big Will Shipley guys coming into this season and I still am but there is no denying Moffa when he gets out there he gives a spark to that running game. He gives a mentality to that running game. Like I said, the 5.7 yards per carry. And he brings it at that 235, 240 that he's out there running with. And I know this Clemson offensive line, they've been uh, improved in several areas this year. But I just feel like Moffitt gives them a different dynamic. And that's what makes he and Shipley a great combination together. But, Fiddy, what do you think? Should Moffitt be the guy? I think Shipley's a better player, but Phil Moffa might just be a better fit in the way that Garrett Riley wants to run and call his offense. And maybe that's what you saw the other day. Um, and you saw a little bit more, I guess, a commitment to the run. There was a little bit more physicality, I thought, in the run game. 
Um, I, I don't think it was a by accident that Will or that Kate Clement had his best game this year for the for Clemson's uh, uh, quarterback. So yeah. um, that's my thinking. Like I think Sh- Will Shipley is a more gifted player. But I think Phil Moffa just might fit the offense a little bit better than what Shipley does. Yeah, and I think that Moffa, when you look at him, he's one of those backs, man, that he's just going to wear on you as the game goes along. You get tired of hitting 230, 235, 240 after three quarters, especially if the game is close and they're having success, and then he's able to do so. But to your point, Fiddy, about uh, about the talent gap between these two, Phil Moffa does have 15 catches uh, on the season. So he's capable out of the backfield of catching the football. Shipley has 20 catches to his 15, and now Moff only has 74 yards. But still, he can, he's can. he got decent enough hands to yeah. where he can be a threat out of the backfield. No, he, he does. But remember when we talked about with Shipley at the beginning of the season, we mm-hmm. talked to him, not about yeah. him. We talked to him. I asked him for the over-under <laughs> on, what was it, like 50 catches this yeah. year? And he said, man, I'm hoping it's the over. But he also said it tongue-in-cheek like, dog, take the over. It'll be easy. It's not going, not going to reach it. Yeah. And so that's what's unfortunate because we thought he was going to be involved that way. I think it would help them, but this offense, it's certainly been underwhelming as the season's gone on. And so now that we move on in the league, Florida State and Miami, they play this weekend. And Florida State, of course, big-time vested interest in the conference as they top four college football playoff squad and looking to march towards that and stay unblemished. But they've got the Miami Hurricanes coming. And this is a a tricky game, in my opinion. Miami's won three out of the last five, but Florida State's dominated, especially last season. They really put it on the Canes. Miami's being mummed the word on their quarterback situation after Tyler Van Dyke threw three interceptions in their loss to NC State. But the question is, and yeah, we all hate it. Is Miami back? Is Florida State back? Florida State looks to be back. But will this rivalry ever get back to what it once was and would an upset Saturday help revive it? Yeah, I think it would help revive it just a little bit. And so if you're talking about Miami and if they can get back on track, yeah, a win for Miami would certainly revive this thing because of everything that Florida State loses. I just don't think it's going to happen. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.